You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Hello, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another episode of the Grace Burger Show, a production of Assembly Call on the Back Home Network. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, alongside here with Grace Berger. And Grace, I'll give you an opportunity to say uh, anything you want to the fans as we start the episode. Yeah, I mean, I, we just, you know, we haven't talked in, in a couple of weeks, and there's been a lot of exciting things that have happened since then. So um, I'm excited for, for a great episode tonight. Yeah, so let's kind of go back to a couple of weeks ago. We talked, you were coming off that stretch with, you know, you'd played a lot of games. And when mm-hmm. we last talked, I believe it was the Tuesday after you got back from Iowa. So you still had to go to Maryland and in and, and a game that I thought you guys played pretty well, but just another game where you kind of maybe, you know, the schedule caught up to you a little bit. I mean, I was, I think you finally finished up like 10 games or, you know, like 10 games in 25 days at some point like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was something like that. And obviously, Maryland's a hard team to finish out with, no matter, you know, what your schedule has looked like before that. Um, you know, they're they're really talented. Um, so, I mean, it, it was a great challenge for us. And we were hoping to get some momentum going into the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, that didn't happen. But um, I think that Maryland game provided us a lot of good, good film and um, a lot of good things that we could work on kind of heading into that Big Ten tournament, which I think was beneficial for us. And then you also, but that was the only game you played from Monday until you started the Big Ten tournament. So you actually found a, the the schedule finally at least mm-hmm. gave you a chance for some some relief, at least from a, a conditioning standpoint. Yeah, we got two full days off um, after that Maryland game, so um, that was something that hasn't happened since you know probably Christmas. So it's been a while. It's you know been kind of a whirlwind um, since you know since our COVID break, but. Um, you know, like, like you said, it was a nice break for our legs, but I think also just mentally kind of getting, getting away from, you know, the, the one day preps and, and the, you know, the challenges of the big 10 play. So, um, it was, it was a nice break heading into the postseason. You bring up an interesting point, the, the, the mental side of it. First of all, have you, at least in your college career, had you been in anything close to that, of that type of schedule that you'd really kind of went through the entire month of February? Um, I mean, the Big Ten schedule, you know, schedule is usually pretty, pretty brutal, just in the sense that, you know, two, three times a week, you're playing some of the top teams in the country. Um, Anybody can beat you on any given night. So it's always, um, I think, a lot. And I think that's an adjustment for a lot of, you know, freshmen, especially. But um, as far as, you know, having the five games in in 10 days and whatever it was, um, that was definitely something that I had never experienced. And, and and like you said, anybody in the Big Ten is dangerous. We saw that a little bit even in the Big Ten tournament. But you guys really didn't catch any break in the schedule. I mean, you played some of the top-tier teams during that stretch. So, um, you know, it, it was really – there was a real grind mentally and physically, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, it, 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 anytime you're playing, you know, best teams night in and night out, I think it's it can kind of wear on you. But I think – you know, where it benefits us is it, it really prepares us and every other Big Ten team for the postseason. Um, you know, it, the regular season, that's what it's really all about is just preparing you for the postseason. And I think, um, you know, the challenging season that we had with the Big Ten, I think it, it did just that. 
And, and so that finished up the regular season. You guys uh, fell to the fifth seed for the Big Ten tournament. But between then and the tournament, I want to congratulate you. You were named first team all Big Ten again. Um, and I believe Nicole and Mac and and Alexa all were named to either like a second or an honorable mention team. So quite a, quite a few honors handed out to the program this year. Yeah, um, I think all five starters actually got, um, you know, some kind of recognition, which certainly isn't, you know, the norm. Uh, if you look across the league to have five players, um, you know, get recognized by the coaches or the media. Um, I think it just, you know, shows how much talent we have on our team. And I think um, it really kind of excited us um, to, to see that all players get recognized like they should have and, um, you know, make make us excited for a deep run in March. And so what was kind of the mentality? Did you guys talk much and not just even the staff to you, but just among yourselves? What was kind of the attitude going into the Big Ten tournament before we even talk about that? You were coming off that rough stretch. You'd lost to Maryland, which knocked you down to the five seed. So what was, some of the conversations maybe you had among yourselves about going into the tournament? I mean, yeah, it's always, you know, hard to lose, especially when you lose um, three out of four or four out of five or whatever it was. I mean, it, it's tough, but um, I think our mindset going into the big tournament was was one that was really good. I think, you know, instead of getting discouraged, we use those losses as opportunities to learn and really prepare ourselves um, and, and to prove that, you know, we belonged at the top of the conference um, heading into the big 10 tournament. Obviously, we didn't, you know, quite do that, but we got, you know, a couple of top 15 wins, a couple, couple of really good wins. So um, I think, you know, our mindset was just to kind of kind of prove people wrong, prove, you know, prove to ourselves that, that we do belong in that that conversation. And we'll talk a little bit more about this toward the end of the episode. But right before the Big Ten tournament started, the NCAA had released their top 16 list. And you were still in that top 16 list. In essence, you were going to be a four seed. For those who don't know, they're listening or, or watching on the podcast. Um, the top 16 teams are guaranteed to be at home. One through four seeds are guaranteed to be at home in the NCAA tournament. Was that something that you guys were aware of going in? And did that give you, did you feel like you had to, that first night out, at least on Thursday, that you really needed a win to solidify? Uh, I mean, I think all of us knew whether we talked about it or not. Um, And we didn't really talk about it. The coaches didn't bring it up, but we knew that we had to beat Maryland to really, you know, make sure 100% that we'd host. And that's been a goal of Coach Morin's and a goal of ours, um, obviously because it provides such an advantage just playing on your home floor for those first two rounds um, and not having travel and being in front of your own fans. So um, we knew going in that we kind of needed to get the job done against Maryland um, and definitely Rutgers in those first two rounds to really solidify it. And so start out, you played Rutgers on Thursday, and that was a game you guys kind of pulled away with in the second half and so um, and got that win. But then you had, come as you mentioned, you had Maryland then on Friday. So before we really talk about the Maryland game, Big Ten tournament, a conference tournament as a whole is a whole different beast. Whatever conference you're in, especially when you're in the situation you're in, you're trying to play. You're playing every day. There's not much rest. There's not much time for preparation. So maybe give us give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what it's like to come off a win on Thursday and then try to prepare for basically playing at the same time on Friday. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of time to celebrate. Um, our games were, I think, around two o'clock. So. Uh, you know, by the time we got back to the hotel, it was five, five thirty. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we took a shower and just came right down and started watching film with the next opponent. So there's not 
a whole lot of time to celebrate um, in a tournament that's kind of structured like that. And it'll really be the same in the NCAA tournament too, even though it's a little bit more time. Um, it's, it's pretty much the same kind of, you know, once you win, that's, that's great, but you have to move on really quickly and start watching film and getting ready for the next, the next opponent. And so getting ready for round, did it help? I mean, obviously you've said this before on the show, the conference teams know each other so well, but it did help just a little bit knowing that you just played them five days a, a week ago, literally a week ago that, you know, on that Friday. Did that help um, you guys? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, it probably helped both teams just in the sense that you might not have to, you know, scout quite as much because you're so familiar with each other, what each other runs, um, what, what the tendencies of the other players are, um, you know, so it was certainly, I think, an advantage for us, but at the same time, you know, it's an advantage for them too. So they know our tendencies, they know our plays, they know a lot of our play calls. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, you know, an advantage for us, but at the same time, I, I think kind of um, cancel each other out. Gotcha. The Grace Burger Show is presented by Feral Wealth. Farrell Wealth was founded by former IU All-Big Ten defensive end Greg Farrell, who is now experiencing IU all over again as a parent with two girls who are juniors in the IU Media School, interns at the Cuban Center, and own their own business. And, you know, Greg learned trust and integrity while playing for legendary coach Bill Mallory, traits he's worked hard to instill in his girls. He also learned how to game plan. Feral Wealth uses these principles to help high net worth individuals and business owners pursue financial success. Wealth planning is their passion, so you can live yours. Their fiduciary plans include investments, insurance, taxes, executive compensation, and charitable giving in this lifetime and beyond. Like any good team, the IU women's basketball team, for example, you need to plan and work the plan. Well, what is your plan? Contact Feral Wealth through all socials at Feral Wealth and their website, feralwealth.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-L-L wealth.com. Feral Wealth is a proud supporter of IU Athletics. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisory firm, member F-I-N-R-A S-I-P-C. And, and... We know that obviously you guys won. Hopefully everybody that's listening knows that we won. Um, that you guys won. I wasn't part of it. Um, but they, um, what would you feel? Did you feel like there was a key moment in that game? And and, and I was only able to watch a little bit of it because I was actually at work. So I was trying to keep an eye on that and also run my classroom. But did, did you feel like there was a key part of the game that really, you know, was a, a, a different, I hate to say a difference, but really where you felt like you got the momentum back or going the way you wanted? Um. I mean, I think we felt like we were playing really good basketball throughout. Um, one thing with Maryland in the past that that they've kind of done to us if they, is they, uh, you know, pressed us early, pressured us early. Um, I think kind of frazzled us from the jump and, and really, you know, you know, took the first punch at us. Um, you know, we've been down 10 points, 15 points there before um, in the first quarter alone. So I think, you know, where we really set the tone was from, from the jump, we were the ones that threw the first punch. Um, we were the ones that came out aggressive. We're getting 50, 50 balls. Um, and then obviously it helped that we, we knocked down a couple shots, but I think really from the beginning, we just established that, you know, we came to play. We, we weren't going to let them punk us like maybe they have in the past. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. And, and now is that something that I, I won't say the coaches say it that way, but is that, is, was that maybe an emphasis going into the pregame about really trying to take it to them from the bat, from the get go? Yeah, that's always an emphasis when we play Maryland because 
Um, again, we know how talented they are. We know how they like to pressure us um, from the beginning and kind of kind of frazzle us from the jump. So I think that's an emphasis every single time we play them. But, um, you know, last Friday in that game, we kind of got down early and we're just never able to really climb, climb our way back into it. So um, it was definitely, I think, they, they kind of tried to pump us up in the locker room and get us ready from the tip. Yeah, and so then with that, you got Ohio State, who was the one seed in the tournament, um, and you played really well, a game that, you know, they're really, you guys, I want to say controlled, but you guys really played well from the get-go in that game. So, and Ohio State, um, again, not to take anything away from you, them, but as a team that you've beaten earlier in the year, so maybe a little bit of a, a, an, at least a feeling that, you know, you've been there, done that with Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we remember that game, but we also remembered that, you know, it was in December, so it was really early. Um, they've gotten a lot better since then, obviously. Um, they had a great season. They've got gotten a lot better defensively, I think, is, is where it really what we saw it. We knew their press was a lot better. That was something we were really worried about going into the game. But um, I think we kind of, you know, saw where we had an advantage in the first game um, and we're kind of able to use that to our advantage. They play four guards a lot of times, so um, we knew with Alexa and, and KB, Ariel, and obviously McKenzie that we kind of have a little advantage on in, the inside. So I think that's why we were able to control the game in the way we did. And before we get to the Iowa game, I want to talk about a few of the other kids because uh, you've talked about some of them on here. Uh, and first of all, Chloe Moore McNeil has had a really good run here, kind of the last mm-hmm. month of the season. Really played well, some double-figure games. So just maybe you – know, what, what have you seen from Chloe here in this last month that you think has really started to click? I mean, obviously we can see her doing it in the stat sheet, but, but what you see off the floor or on the floor that maybe we don't see that's kind of helped her click? Um, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that's anything's clicking because I've seen her do that every day in practice, really, since she was a freshman. I mean, um, it's hard to, you know, not notice how talented she is. Um, obviously, her speed, getting to the basket, and she's a really, really good shooter um, as, as well. Um, I think early on, maybe in the games, that just wasn't translating. You know, she had a lot of shots going in and out at the beginning of the season, but we've seen it every day in practice. And I think, you know, finally, I think it's it's just her confidence has um, you know, kind of converted over to the games from practice. Um, she saw a couple go in, I think, you know, recently, I think that really helped her confidence. And now she knows that we need her um, heading down the stretch and in March. And so Keandra didn't play for most of the Big Ten tournament. She was uh, battling with an injury. Hopefully she'll be better and ready to go for the uh, NCAA tournament. But was the Ohio State game, I, I've lost track and I should, I know I should have looked this up before we start. Was Ohio State the game that Lex didn't start? Or was it the Iowa game? Yeah, that was Ohio State. Yeah, because she had been battling a little bit of an illness, correct? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but again, I mean, you you you've talked about this. You, you we, we've talked about Alexa several times, but just seems like when Lex is playing well, it just seems like the whole team flows well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Alexa um, at the four obviously creates a lot of mismatch problems um, for other teams. You know, she can shoot the ball. She can obviously go down to the block and, and get some easy baskets down there. Um, and then I think, you know, defensively is where she um, really helps us night in and night out, whether she's making shots or not. Um, she's one of the best defenders in the big 10. She doesn't get, you know, the credit that she deserves, but I think, you know, it's hard to deny her impact that she has every single game on the floor. And, and it seemed like that in between Maryland and the big 10 tournament that Mac was able to kind of get her legs back a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, every single day, Max getting, you know, just a little bit better, obviously taking a month off and then dealing with an injury. I mean, that's hard for anyone. Um, so I think um, now that McKenzie's, you know, gotten some rest, but also been able to get some some reps in practice, some game-like reps in practice. I mean, she's really talented, so so it's not going to take much um, until she's back to, to 100%, and I think she'll really be ready for the NCAA tournament. And then, unfortunately, just those darn Hawkeyes you got on mm-hmm. Sunday in the Big Ten title game. but. That was a game that I was I was not able to watch, but followed it online. It looked like it was a really good battle back and forth. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's how our last Iowa game was too. And then um, on you know Sunday, it could have gone either way. And obviously, you know, unfortunately, they just made a few more plays than we did down the stretch. Um, but you know, that's that's basketball. Obviously, they're a really good team, a team certainly capable of making the Final Four. So I think you know, even though we lost and that's certainly frustrating to lose to them three times, um, believe me, we're all very frustrated about it, but, um, I think really at the end of the day, it's a really good thing. It'll really, you know, keep us battle tested, um, as we enter the NCAA tournament. And like I said, everything I saw online kind of, as I was following the game online, some Twitter feed, it, it really, the, the job that Nicole was doing on Caitlin Clark was talked about quite a bit online. Yeah. I mean, you know, Caitlin Clark is, um, one of, you know, if not the best player in the nation, especially offensively. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've seen Nikki frustrate people before, frustrate other point guards before, but to see it on that stage, um, frustrate, um, a, a player as talented as Caitlin Clark, I think it, it just proved, you know, kind of to the whole, the whole world, um, what Nikki was about and how much she means to our team. Yeah, unfortunately, you guys, like you said, didn't get the win. But congratulations to you and Nicole, who were both named, I believe, to the all-tournament team. Um, and so I know you want the wins. I know you want you you want titles. I know that's what we've talked about that before. That's the whole purpose of why you're playing. But it, is, it is, has to be, at least for us as fans, it's nice to see the players in the program being recognized. So congratulations on being named to the all-tournament team. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, so now... You've got a week off. I should, let me rephrase that. You've got some downtime. Nobody gets a week off in college basketball when you're still playing. Um, but so what's this week like? We're, we're talking for the fans who are listening on the podcast. This is a Wednesday evening, or excuse me, Thursday evening. Uh, and so the, the selection show will not be till Sunday. So we're still a couple of days out. So what's this week like when you don't know who your opponent's going to be yet, but yet you obviously you're still trying to do some things to, to stay in shape and other things. So what, what's this week like for you? Yeah, I mean, um, this week, I think the way Coach Warren kind of described it was is about us. Um, so about, you know, us getting better. Um, and I think, you know, we did have a good run in the Big Ten tournament, but we obviously still ended up losing. So there's obviously a lot of things we can go back and, and film and watch and um, get better at. So this week is all about things, you know, whether that's offensively, defensively, or individually getting in some individual work, just things that, you know, we need to do to get better. Um, and then obviously – once election Sunday, you know, once we find out who we're playing, that'll kind of flip and we'll be a little bit more focused on, on our first opponent. But um, for now, it's just a really good time to really just get better um, as a team. Support for the Grace Burger Show is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have one of the most extensive collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU apparel. They have over 100 colleges and universities and what they do is they go back into history and they pull out 
old vintage brand marks that haven't been used in a long time, but that still look really cool and that have this really great kind of nostalgic appeal. And they pull them into modern day and they've created such a great niche because, you know, A, the the actual material that their stuff is printed on, the shirts, the crew neck sweaters, the hoodies, it's really comfortable. It holds up when it's washed. And then the logos all look just so cool. It's just such a unique niche uh, that they have. And you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Again, look through over 40 items uh, of IU apparel. IU is their original school, and so that's what they have the most of. But you can also browse through all of their other colleges and universities as well. And when you're ready to purchase, if it's your first time there, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That will give you 15% off your first order. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. And if you are selected where most people think you're going to be, you will host for the first time in program history the first two rounds at Assembly Hall. Uh, have you guys talked about that at all? Is I mean, is that or is that something you just right now don't want to think about just because you're you know you, there's a bigger goal ahead of you? Um, yeah, Coach Coach Morin talks about it, you know, okay. quite a bit. Um, it, you know, she like I said, I think earlier. Um, it's such an advantage to be able to play on your home floor, to sleep in your own bed, to not have to travel. And then obviously to play in front of your fans. Um, That's really tough for opposing teams to come in. You know, we've been in that position before where we had to travel. Um, So for them to to have to come into an environment like that, I mean, it's just a huge advantage for us um, to really get some good momentum um, heading into the, um, you know, sweet 16. And I was trying to think today and I couldn't think of it off in, in my memory. And I didn't go back and look it up on the, on the website, but your freshman year, where'd you guys go for the first two games? Uh, we went to Oregon. So we played Texas the first round and then um, obviously Oregon the second. Yeah. And, and played very well in the first game. It didn't play badly in the second game. If I remember right, just Oregon was at home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I think, you know, it was that they were at home and then that they were one of the best teams, um, you know, that was a, of women's basketball. So they I, I was really, going to say, an SQ was still there, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And she had some really good pieces around her that are all, you know, in the WNBA now. So um, it was really cool to play against them. I bet it was. Um, so you've been through this a little bit then. You can kind of go back to your freshman year and to a little bit last year. But last year was really different because you guys all kind of got potted down in, in Texas and you really were all just there. So we probably won't get to talk again between now and the tournament starting. So what will, once you know who you're playing Sunday night, what will kind of the next few days be like? Um, I mean, you know, we're, once we find out who we're playing, we're just focused on that first opponent. Obviously you can't overlook anyone. Um, so we'll just, you know, be watching film on them, um, going over their sets in practice. I um, really just familiarizing ourselves as much as we can with them. Um, because we are so used to playing teams that we're so familiar with, it is a little different to play people that you know nothing about. So I think we'll watch probably a little bit more film than we normally do just to get ready for them. And I was going to say, and I'm glad you brought that up because you're probably likely to play a team from one of the conferences you don't normally play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I think you've mentioned this before on the podcast. You guys can basically pull up anybody's film pretty quickly, correct? Yeah. I mean, any team, you know, as soon as we find out who our play, um, one of our assistant coaches will um, kind of get the scout, be in charge of the scout. So they'll go back and watch, you know, four or five, six, seven of the, the, those teams games um, and really just go through them and, and clip things for us, whether that's their plays, whether that's their players tendencies. So um, as soon as we find out our, our coaches will be on it and uh, the next day we'll start watching film. 
Yeah, and and we want to wish you the best of luck. Like I said, I doubt we'll be able to get get you in for an interview next week before the tournament starts. Um, so I got just a couple of questions. I know this isn't an ask me anything episode, but mm-hmm. um, so far, and we hope there's more. Obviously, way more memorable to come. But what's kind of the most memorable game? Looking back through now through the big the beginning of the season, the Big Ten tournament. What's been the most memorable game for you? I mean, obviously the wins in the Big Ten tournament, um, you know, were good. But I'll say, you know, for me, um, beating Maryland for the first time, um, you know, in our history um, was was really special just because I've been a part of a lot of teams where we, you know, get beat by 15, 20, 25 points. Um, and they're really the team that everyone in the Big Ten has always been chasing. So I think um, back in January, it was early on in the season, just beating them, I think, it gave us a lot of confidence and it, you know, it was, it was a special win for me. Yeah. That's, yeah and, and you brought this up before. I mean, it just, the big 10 is just such a talented league, especially, you know, mm-hmm. everybody in the big 10 can beat anybody, as you said numerous times, on right. here. but when you really looked at the top six, seven teams in the big 10, there's so much talent. There is. I mean, we have, you know, multiple teams that I think have the chance to go to the final four, um, which a lot of conferences can't realistically say that. So, um, it's something, you know, it's really exciting to be a part of the league. Um, and um, like I said earlier, it really gets you battle tested, um, which is why I think you see a lot of teams have a lot of success from the Big Ten um, and then Civil Tournament. Um, before I ask my next question, you talked about about the teams going deeper. There are still some conferences who are playing their tournaments this week. Have you been watching any of those games? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always watch women's basketball when it's on, so – um, I've been watching a lot of that. And then obviously um, there's a lot of men's programs going on too. So I, I like to watch men's basketball as well. Yeah. I was always able to watch a little bit of the men's game today, you know, and so it was again, cause I was at work, but yeah. And I was going to ask you how much of the men's tournaments you get a chance to watch. Yeah, we had practice um, during the one today. And I think when I left, they were down by 17 points. So I was kind of, you know, bummed out, but then, um, obviously someone shouted out the score and we were all of a sudden up one. So, um, we watch them, we'll watch them tomorrow. We support them just like they support us. Yeah. And, and that's, we've talked a little bit about that before, but for people who haven't listened to the podcast as much, it, it, there's been some interesting, like I've seen Xavier Johnson, and a couple of the other guys, especially tweet out things about the women's program. So, and you've said this before, as you go and watch the men, you're supporting them. It really is kind of a one family thing for IU sports, isn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And then I think, especially us with the men's basketball team, I and mean, we share the same facility. Um, so we're around each other all the time. We see each other all the time. You know, they they um, they see us practicing. We see them practicing. Um, and so, I mean, you know, we're really, you know, close, close knit. We are obviously cheering for each other hard. So, um, you know, we support every sport, but I think, you know, our relationship with them is, is extra special. Okay. So kind of the last question I've got for you here, we talked about game, the most memorable game, game maybe you'd like to have back? Uh, I mean, I think I'd have to definitely say the, the championship game. Um, I, I probably will always, you know, for the rest of my life, wish that I could have that one back, but um, that, that's that's an easy one. Okay. And if it wasn't, the, you know, I, I, I appreciate that answer. That really wasn't a fair question probably, <laughs> but, but, you know, they're just, those are things that <laughs> – yeah, and and I'm trying not to get too sentimental here, but just the memories though are something you know. Not every player gets to go to a Big Ten championship game. I I saw some things on Twitter from some of the former players, both relatively recently going back to the '80s, who were really excited about the fact that you guys were in the Big Ten championship game. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously for a, a lot of years, um, Indiana women's basketball, you know, I don't even think we're, you know, really making it far in the Big Ten tournament. We're, you know, so just, I mean, anytime we can be um, one of the top teams in the conference, I think it's just special to look back on, you know, how much work we've done um, to really, you know, help make Indiana women's basketball one of those biggest names um, in the Big Ten and also the country. Yeah, and and I think you got. We've talked about this. You guys are doing a great job of, of that, of making people aware of the of the Iowa women's basketball program. Um, just a couple of final thoughts, or, or uh, do you have any final thoughts? And I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up here. I mean, I think we're just really excited heading into the postseason. Um, we're you know very confident that we're going to host, and so um, you know we're hoping to have a great turnout. Maybe people that, that haven't been to a women's basketball game before. Um, at IU can can come out and, and really see what it's all about because you know playing on the biggest stage um, in, in Assembly Hall I think is um, just really exciting um, no matter whether it's men, men's or women's basketball so I just encourage everyone to come out and support us and I think it's going to be a really good time. And, and I know you don't know exactly when you'll play yet but do you happen to have an idea of what would be possibly the first day you could play? Um, I want to say it'll be be next Friday um, okay. would probably be the first day. Yeah. Okay. And I think there was uh, um, what I saw online. There's already on the IU website, the IU athletic website. You can go on and start it like uh, in case you do host, which we all think you will now that you've made right. the run you made that you can start ordering tickets for those games, even though they don't know exactly times or dates yet. So mm-hmm. for the people who are listening, we encourage any of you who are within the Bloomington area, a, a reasonable drive of the Bloomington area to, you know, or even make it a vacation, like make it a little mini vacation, a Friday through a Sunday, if it works out that way to go watch these young ladies, play, young women play and, and to watch the Hoosiers play because it's a fantastic team. Grace, um, you know, we, I just want to tell you, I've enjoyed doing this with you. We still have a couple more episodes, but like I said, probably going to be really tough to get a hold of you or not hold of it to get you into next week before the tournament. So I want to wish you the best of luck in the tournament and we'll talk again as whenever we can. But uh, I want, like I said, I want to wish you the best of luck. And I, I just want to tell you that for us who have been doing the post game shows and stuff, we're really excited about what you guys have been doing. I want you guys to know that. And hopefully you'll tell the rest of the team that as well. Yeah, I will for sure. Thank you. We appreciate you all. All right. And this has been the Grace Burger Show. For Grace Burger, I'm Jeff Marlowe. Until we talk again, remember, go Hoosiers.